Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. I've always said that as a salon owner, we have to wear a million different hats at any given time. And with COVID on top of that, we've been presented with a whole new set of challenges. Most of these challenges actually fall beyond the normal everyday scope of our job role as a CEO. And one of the trickiest parts is that we now have to navigate through the personal decisions of our salon clients. And as an owner, we must decide who comes into our salon doors based on whether they're vaccinated or not. Now, I understand how anxious and nerve-wracking the situation may be for you, especially given how much you love and adore your clients and your team. All you're doing is simply following the rules, but it's not as straightforward as that, is it? I know how you feel, and I wish it was that easy. So I wanted to help. Uh, I want to show you how you can keep yourself, your clients, and your team safe and still have people coming through the doors because, after all, You've still got a business to run. So that's why in this week's episode, I want you to meet Christina Russell, a hair uh, master, colorist, expert educator located in Sydney, Australia. You may actually know Christina already. She's been on this podcast with me before. She's not only a girl boss when it comes to her experience in the salon, but she's also well known for her refreshing take on COVID and the vaccine rules. Her expertise will be essential for you today as you navigate the next phase of your salon. Now, Christina has established a process that has not only seen a positive result from her clients, but at the core is keeping herself safe. You'll not want to miss this episode as she's got lots to say on the topic. And I want you and your salon to come out of this strong. So I know that Christina's secrets are going to help around navigating this new territory and it's going to be invaluable for you. So sit back. Jump in. Let's meet Christina. Christina, so nice to have you back on the Salon Owners Collective podcast. Thank you so much for having me back. Always a pleasure. And I'm really excited to be chatting with you and your listeners, Larissa. Good. We've got some good, juicy conversation coming up. Before we do that, though, um, for those very few people that don't know who you are, will you be so kind to tell us who are you? Where are you in the world? What do you do? How did you get to be doing that? Absolutely. So my name is Christina Russell and I am a colour expert. I would self-describe myself as. I'm a colourist. I'm still, I think you would describe it as working in the trenches or working behind the salon chair a few days a week. And I'm based in Sydney, Australia. I've got over 20 years experience as a industry educator as well. So I have worked for some of the industry's big wigs like L'Oreal and Redken from big main stages at Hair Expo and Las Vegas through to working in smaller team trainings with customized training. So I've, I've now been a brand free or brand inclusive, whatever way you would like to describe it, educator for I think six years now coming on to six years and my niche in coloring is color correction 
blondes and redheads and I've got a few online programs so I am a busy bee very passionate hairdresser and I, I generally like to split my time half between education half between working behind the salon chair love it so being in Sydney you've been back in the salon for only three weeks now uh, back and booked and, and things so I thought it was a great opportunity to talk about coming back from being in a really long extended lockdown and finding yourself in a, uh, a vaccinated uh, environment um, that I know uh, Sydney is now facing, Melbourne is now um, also facing, and here in New Zealand, we're about to roll out the same. Uh, and so I'd love to have a conversation with you about what your experience has been navigating, um, being in the salon, managing clients and all of those things, um, because it creates a little bit of anxiety for everybody because there are people that believe in it, don't believe in it, um, want to do it, don't want to do it. Um, and so it's a, a tricky world. And I think you've successfully navigated that well. And I would love for you to share your experience so uh, some other people can get ahead of the curve. Okay, no problem. And thank you. And yes, it certainly is anxiety inducing and I think different aspects that we need to acknowledge are that both the professional approach and strategies and the emotional health and the mental health and the financial health of our business so all of those things are whirling around in my brain and many of us haven't been through this before so I am um, just to dive a little bit deeper I'm self-employed I am a business owner and I rent a chair within a friend of mine's salon it's a small salon there are six chairs four hairdressers and so even in the first week when Sydney reopened, there was a limit um, of just five people. So the first strategy, five clients at a time, the first strategy was around how do we do the spacing? And I opted to start the second week when we reached a set um, milestone or goal that the government had set up and that then changed to square metres. So from my point of view, I'm working in a smaller team, but we still have probably really similar considerations and I decided for the first time ever and not somebody that's got experience in an office to do a little bit of research what were other people doing I just couldn't get my head around 12 weeks worth of appointments and whilst I was saying online on social media everybody who's been cancelled are going to get in first really I was thinking oh gosh, like, how do I do this? And we also changed salon softwares during the lockdown because I thought that was a great idea. So we have come back with a preferred system. We're now using Timely and they've been really supportive throughout. But in reality, that meant I didn't have all of my appointments. So first stage, what I did was I created a Google form for anyone that wants to have a look at what I've done, you can go onto my Instagram. Google Forms are free to set up. They're really fairly easy. There are several templates. And I looked at what some other hairdressers were doing and then updated it to suit the questions I needed. So if you want to see what I did, I can share the link, but it's also on my Colour Christina I think it's called um, Waitlist or Book Me. And it's just a simple Google form that you, I'm happy for you to copy 
steal it, take the strategy. And it meant that I asked all clients to please enter their vital stats, including their vaccination status. So we're doing a combination of um, getting basically in the reopening phase. I needed to have everybody's name, booking requests all on one form in one easy to read spreadsheet. And then I allocated myself about three hours per day once we knew we could reopen to work my way through the list. Now, I didn't give phone calls because I thought that was too hard. I didn't give flexible options. I asked for as much information from them as possible. So name, email, mobile, what days of the week would they like? Would they like early before hours, 8am or, or after hours? Like as if it was a special offer, 5pm, or could they come in time slots of 9 till 11, 11 till 1, 1 till 3? Which days, what were they seeking, cut or no cut, as soon as possible or further out? So in a way, it started to plot things out for me. What I then did was please keep an eye out for your email and I allocated them a time. So I also quite clearly said in the allocation, really exciting news, I've got you in, please try to be available for this time. Something along the lines of, it's basically a careful game of Tetris with lots of moving parts. I would love for you to come in. These are the requirements. And if you can't get this time available or if this doesn't suit you, please let me know, but be warned, it might take me several weeks or more than a month to allocate you back in. Most people just took it. I had over a hundred, I think at that last count, about 115 on my list. I would say only about 20 um, wanted alternative times and only probably three to five were a little bit dissatisfied with the way I did it. Everybody else was fairly smooth. And I asked every single one of them before I allocated a time to send me their vaccination certificate. Or I did it, this is your time, please reply yes or no and have your certificate attached as an attachment. That might make some of you really uncomfortable some people might think, oh, I don't want that data, but that really helped me. And the reason being, I don't want people arriving and then I have to ask them and then turn them away because I might lose money because I can't do them. And it might be confrontational and a bad customer experience for them. So at the moment, Sydney can't take on um, unvaccinated people. And interestingly, we were told that you could from the 1st of December and those goalposts have since changed. So I, I feel for the businesses that have booked them in now have to go back and um, maybe double check again who is and, and move them out. So that's basically what I did. And I, and I didn't close my books to new clients, but I didn't give them first priority because I see this as an opportunity to welcome new people into your business that have been keen to do so for a while. I, I wanted to say no because my brain was overwhelmed. And then somebody said, no, be open to new people. Just don't overpromise them to get in first. So I hope that helps give a bit of an insight as to some ways that, that helped me feel less anxious. 
but also helped me have um, revenue that looked like it could be quite planned without having to turn people away at the door, which I, th I think, is that what you're hearing? People are quite scared of how to check people in. I think that's like, that is the awkward moment of having to turn somebody away because the, the negative energy that comes from the client is on you, yet it's yes. the government's decision. You know, it's actually, it's beyond your hands. And that's what I want to encourage you as a listener to think about is whether it's a team member or a client, it's actually out of your hands. And so there's no need to spend time feeling anxious about it because it's, mm. it's not yours. It's not like you're personally um, saying no to a human being that you love or care about. Um, this is just the way that the law is now. And I think hold on to that because it will help you be a little bit more diplomatic. And so what I love about what you've done, Christina, is that you've removed that awkward conversation, but also you've been really ordered and systematic and you're future-proofing um, a mess, basically. Do you know, like yeah. booking people in and then they can't come and then you've actually got some order. And I love that you've taken the power back to say, I will allocate you a time. I actually think that's really smart and we should probably do that a little bit more. I think you can do that when you're an established stylist or you, yes. you know, if you've got established people in your business, when you've got newer up and coming uh, stylists that are building, it's a little bit trickier to do, but usually they don't have the demand. So it's less of a problem in any case. So now I love that. It's completely taking control. And I think now is the time to take control of your business like that because mm. clients they're a little bit more accepting of it given the times. Would you agree? Yeah, I would totally agree. And I don't have a receptionist. We're in a salon set up without a front desk. So I'm managing my own bookings and taking the money and doing the rebookings and doing the services. So I had to work out the most time effective and professional way for that scenario. If we had a team that had a salon manager or um and or person sitting on reception, then they could be perhaps for the newer or the less established team members calling up saying we've got these availabilities and utilising things like um, social media. Like um, I see some really successful salons doing, oh, we've got Wednesday at 12 available and, and offering things like that. Whereas I don't have the capacity at the moment to do that. So the allocations did feel strict. And I did get a little sense of, oh, well, you know, I've got, I've got the power now in a way because otherwise I was imagining too much of I might have gone to the supermarket or I might have gone for my daily walk or wanting to do yoga on my balcony online or other things that are for me. And then people would call me because we often as hairdressers don't have set boundaries for hours or they get very, very blurred. And I thought I would be talking to someone and say, yeah, 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 I can book you in then. But unless I've got full focus in front of my computer with the booking system, I could easily have made mistakes. So that's why I suggest to do the, the email. Um, I'm trying to wean clients off from texting me. The DMs on social media, again, I could just send them this Google link. So I didn't say no DMs. I still said, please, you know, DM me and then I'd send them a copy and paste. But I think, yeah, to remove the anxiety, it's not our choice. It's just what we have to do at the moment. And people that want to get their hair done will get vaccinated. And people that don't want to get vaccinated don't get their hair done. 
That's how simple it has to be at the moment. For sure. Hey, I just wanted to pop in to tell you something. Don't worry, we're going to get back to this awesome episode in just a second. Now, if this sounds like you, listen up. You have a team. You love your team. But you're sick of wondering why and wishing your team would make their sales targets. You want them to be smashing sales because it shows that they're actually looking after their clients really well. Like imagine if you could have a way to make more from the clients that you already have, increase sales without spending more on advertising. Well, it's totally possible and I want to help you. And I want to help you do it with ease, in a classy way. No hard and dirty sales tricks here. Ways to serve your clients, make more, because everybody wins. The team, the client, and of course, you, the business owner. Now, if you want to find out more, just DM me uh, and let's chat. I'll make a plan for you. I'm also going to leave a link for you on the show notes of this episode. All right, let's get back to the episode. Um, let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, the clients who are choosing not to be vaccinated. Yes. And I'm, I'm totally pro-choice. And so what people will do, what they need to do. But as a business, we have to survive, which means yeah. that... Uh, we can only see vaccinated clients. So what's your experience been with the odd client that's not been vaccinated? Like, what's it been I, like? I've had, I've I've watched on social media some people getting trolled for being really outspoken on their social media, which could be a positive and a negative because I, I just didn't want to be putting myself out there in case people were writing really nasty things at a time that I was too sensitive to take them on. So what I did um, was on my website, I now have a salon, um, like a T's and C's. I've updated, I've taken the time to update my late arrival, no-show, deposits and different policies around that. But I also have a what we're doing in the salon around COVID. So it's got these on-brand like colourful icons, or, you know, hand washing, cashless and all different things like this. So I've got a few links that people can see quite clearly my point of view and what we're doing from a professional sense. And I think the fact that I was asking for the certificate meant that I got direct communication from people rather than and shouting it out to the world on my social media platforms. And that protected me. That was my choice. I know other people want to be really outspoken and it's kind of like clickbait. So it's exciting. You get lots of engagement. I did have somebody that I flat out said, no, I'm not, I'm, I, this is where I learned to do it the way that I did do it. Um, so I allocated booking to somebody, she wasn't vaccinated and I hadn't at that stage started asking for the certificate. Because of her reply, I then started to ask for a certificate. So she wrote to me an email saying that she was very disappointed in me and she was really looking forward to her fresh hair for her birthday in December. And as it was, I would guilt, have had to, guilt, yeah, guilt, guilt. <laughs> and then that she has acute anxiety and she is exempt and has the same freedoms as everybody else. So the red flags to me were freedom, same freedoms as everyone else and acute anxiety. And I'm going to come in on a Saturday before my birthday and have like a total change. And I have acute anxiety. And all of that made me think, oh my goodness. But it, I must share, it 
sat in my brain for probably at least three or four days. The word disappointed really sat in a disappointing way in my brain. Like I felt that I'd let someone down. I felt manipulated and I had all of these feelings and I sat with it for a while and then I realised I need to now, for all of my new clients and regulars, ask to see their certificate and then I allocate them a time. Whether I'm allocating it for December, January 2020 or March, when the goalposts or the vaccination status requirements may have changed, for my own security and boundaries, I only want to do vaccinated people at the moment with the knowledge I have and that is my my choice so I I got disappointing from her and I felt a bit down for a few days and it changed my system other people out of the 115 that's been one person other people Mm. who've messaged me have said are you taking unvaccinated people yet or will you be in December I've written a really polite message saying thank you for your message or your email Uh, I'm just I'm not taking any unvaccinated people at the moment. I'm choosing to see my family at Christmas and New Year's and I really love hugging them. They are elderly. My mother-in-law is unwell with cancer. I'm choosing to hug them. But thank you so much for checking in before you just made a booking. And I've only gotten polite responses. Again, maybe they'll come in a year or maybe they won't. Um, but I haven't had anyone be rude, aggressive. I've just had one person be disappointed in me and that's okay. That's manageable. We can't be all things to all people. No, um, no. We need to be for ourselves first. Um, and I love your polite approach and making it real. Like you, you brought it back to being a real human uh, and the things that you need and prioritizing those. Yeah. I mean, this won't be the first knockback that these people have had. So we can let go of that. Um, you're probably just the nicest and the politest and the most real knockback that they've had. And so they'll appreciate that. Yeah, I think I think to be polite and I think even just to say thank you, whether you, whatever your beliefs are, just to thank somebody for checking could be implied. Thank you so much for checking. I just can't do it. Or, you know, thank you, but but no thanks. But it still just comes across as as polite and Mm -hmm. we've got to remember people can leave reviews or they can you know they can go online and and blast us but I really I really don't think if that's a really big fear it's it's one to give too much time to if you can look at other strategies to prevent it instead so it's a real fear that many salon owners and hairdressers have we don't want confrontation we are yes people we love we love helping people feel more beautiful or to feel ready for a big day in their lives or just to get rid of their greys or to have a haircut. So remember we're in the beauty industry and the fashion industry. And once we get through this, we'll be back to doing that. But at the moment, we have had an opportunity to reset our core values and to look at what sits for us for a profitable comeback. So many people are are scared of, you know, the spacing. I can only do four clients a day at the moment with the number of big, like they've got roots down to here and big jobs, but I'm only taking full head of highlights, full balayage, bond treatments. You know, I'm quoting for it. So there are ways around that 
but I, I just think now is the time to be strict and to be really grounded and to seek support and to know that you're not alone, but careful of those Facebook groups that are, you know, sprouting fear is all I'd say. For sure. <laughs> all right. I love that. That is so super useful. Now you made mention of um, kind of a keeping us safe type scenario on your website mm -hmm. I wonder if you might be so kind to share that with us yes sure so I um, I was inspired by something six underground media created in 2020 and then I switched it up it was from the World Health Organization and I switched it up by changing the graphics and the icons to suit my branding so if you want to look at a, a, a colorful because I'm a colorist colorful way of messaging or making cleaning seem cute <laughs> cute or fun <laughs> or not something that's such a scary thing to share have a look on my website. So christinarussell.com.au. Now I'll spell my name because it starts with a K. So that's Christina with a K, Russell, two S's, two L's.com.au. And you would navigate across the top. There are different options. Click on salon because this is relating to the salon. Scroll down and you'll see a tab that pops out that says, how, how am I keeping you safe or how we're keeping our clients safe? Click on that and then you'll go through to these icons which mention things like ventilation, cleaning, no magazines, all of the different touch points that we are suggested by the World Health Organization, but in a non-confrontational cute icon way. I use Canva for some of my designs as a free and a paid program. So if that was something you were wanting to, um, to sort of copy and edit into your own, please again, go for it. It's really just about messaging. So you make it as easy for clients to know what's happening in your salon. Amazing. All right. I'm going to put the link specifically to that page in the show notes of this episode. Oh, awesome. Now, as a business owner, what is, and given the kind of the recent times, what would you say is a quote or a mantra or something that keeps you sane sort of post-COVID in, in the vaccination days? <laughs> yeah, I think I, I thought I should look something up that was fear-based because I had a lot of fear coming out of lockdown. And so I thought I'll look up some quotes around fear. And I found one by Dale Carnegie, which really resonated for me. And I hoped that this would help our listeners for this episode as well. It is, instead of worrying about what people say of you, why not spend time trying to accomplish something they will admire? I love that. I yeah, that's really that's good. good mm. I think that is a good one. And um, this may or may not be related, but it makes me think of this. I love to watch um, uh, The Voice. Yeah. I love to watch The Voice. I love, I love singing, but um, mostly because it's kind of like life-changing moments. And one of the things I notice about those that perform really, really well and those that don't, are ones that are really focused on their fear and and they're focused on their own performance and focused on the self on themselves versus those that are actually 
turn all the chairs and do really amazingly is they're actually focused on the person that they're serving, which in this particular yes. case is, is the is the people behind the chair, the, the coaches. And when they're focused not on self and on the person, so whether that's the client in this instance for you, then the whole emphasis and experience changes, not only for you, because you're now not focused on fear and internally on self, but actually on providing the most amazing thing that, like you just said, is inspirational for the person that you're serving. And for me, that's the game changer. Would you agree? Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that was something as a facilitator, as a teacher, I had to really get coaching and work on because I used to think if someone giggled or they were looking down, they were perhaps making fun of me or somebody that I was standing next to. And it would really throw me because I was so worried about what were people thinking. Whereas when I realized teaching or doing hair is not about me, it's about serving the person in there or inspiring them. So then I think, okay, maybe I said something funny or they maybe they just got a text from somebody they've got a crush on and they're showing their friend. It's actually something, it's okay, they're still there. And it's not always, when, when you realise it's their experience, it's very few people that are setting out to judge or to cause trouble for you. So if we can let go of that fear, it will be you know, a, a, better, a better mindset for this current phase of reopening or navigating through vaccination status for, for um, hair bookings, I'm, I'm hoping. I agree. Uh, what's in store for 2022 for you, Christina? Um, in 2022, I did just um, this morning create a project management board with different quarterly goals. I am planning to get back to being focused, hopeful and achieving goals. And I'm either going to be doing more online teaching or in-person teaching. So that'll be the main change. This year, I've really learnt all the skills on how to do it. I've got a couple of online courses that are ready to go and I'll be offering Zoom trainings and I've updated my website. So I'm strapped in, I'm buckled, I'm ready to ride the roller coaster of whatever happens and I feel hopeful. So I'm hoping to see people at industry events and, and networking and I'm not sure when this airs but I I'm also um, waiting to find out in the next um, couple of weeks about the Australian Hair Industry Awards. I'm a finalist for Educator of the Year, so I'm, I just might enter that again. We'll see. So lots of ideas, but I, I'm feeling hopeful for all of us in our industry to connect again. I'm looking forward to seeing people in person again and being able to travel. So fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Uh, appreciate your time and your insights into a rather tricky time, uh, Christina. No problem. Thank you. Thanks, Larissa. And that's a wrap for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Christina, for your expert advice on how to navigate through these tricky times. Now, for you listening, I'm sure Christina's advice has been invaluable and will help you tackle any further tough times to come. If I can say one last piece of advice, and that is to stay true to yourself through this challenging time. I want you to put the future of your business first. Be confident in your decisions, whatever they are, and the right clients will be back and they will support you. Now, come and join me in our free Facebook group the profitable and successful salon owners. This is a great place to discuss all things positive and groundbreaking around business. 
come and join us. I shall see you there. Otherwise, I shall catch you same time, same place on the podcast. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.